Hi, I'm Danny Black, and welcome to the At Sportsball Podcast. On this podcast, I will be talking sports cards, collectibles, memorabilia. I'll be interviewing hobby guests. I will be talking about my own thoughts. I'll cover regular sports that relate to the hobby. That's the fun part. More importantly, I want you along for the ride. So click like and follow for more content, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, hello. Welcome to a special uh, family dinner of Sports Ball. I'm Danny and Cousins Collectibles, Tony and Oz. Glad to have you guys uh, at dinner with me tonight. And we are recording uh, at, at late dinner time. And uh, so I think the three of us have kind of wanted to do this for a while. I, I you know, we ended up on stage at the National and uh, this is kind of the best format I could think of, and I'm going to do less talking for the rest of the show than I've probably ever done on a sports <laughs> podcast. Uh, you, if you are watching on YouTube, you will notice that uh, the logos and stuff are going to change throughout the episode. If you are familiar with uh, the Cousins Collectibles podcast, I encourage you to check mine out, and if you're familiar with me, I encourage you to check them out. Uh, so we are all one big happy podcasting family. That being said, uh, I'm going to turn it over to Cousin Tony. Thank you, Danny. It's a pleasure to be back. You know, like I said, we're doing kind of a uh, dual broadcast, so we'll release this episode on both our platforms. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, yeah, like you said, the uh, so we did the national, so it's all downhill from here, right? It's, we're already at the top no, of the no, hobby. Tony, before you get started, I just wanted to say I am a little jealous that you were able to get on before I did, you know, right. so... I finally well, am able to be on with Mr. Danny Black. Thank you for inviting me on. I was feeling a certain type of way, brother. I'm not going to lie. Well, well, I, that's a mea culpa on that, and that's why, <laughs> that's why we're doing this. He's like, nothing against hey, you, Oz, but no, just give me Tony. To be fair, honored to be on the Cousins Collectibles podcast as well. Ah, there you go. See that? Touché. Look at that. Touché. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that keeps this all together. That's the, the architect. There you go. But – uh. So, fellas, let's um before we get into the whole card talk and everything, yeah, we, we gotta we definitely have to touch on the NFL playoffs. And by the time this release, these games will be played. So we're gonna see how how good you guys do. I know Danny, you're a professional handicapper, and Oz is a professional just talking. BSer. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So we're gonna see how 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 we go. But uh so yeah, man, let's get into it real quick. Jags Chiefs. You got the the upstarts against Pretty much the the number one overall seed. So, uh, Danny, what? A, and I'm not talking point spreads. That's that's for another show. You know, we'll, we'll plug that later. But just uh, overall thoughts, wins, loss, you know, stuff like that. For some reason, I have a son who's a diehard Jags fan. Uh, luckily, he can't hear me. Um, <laughs> I don't think they have a chance. I think Kansas City uh, is going to show why why they're headed to the AFC Championship. Uh, whether or not they're the Super Bowl winner. I think there is separation. That being said, heck of a year for Jacksonville. I think they, they showed that Urban Meyer really set them back a year, that they do have real talent. And uh, I think if you would have told them going into the season that, that it would end against Kansas City in the second round of the playoffs, they would have taken that. Uh, but I think Kansas City is all over them on this. Listen, don't ever count out Dougie P. All right. This is kind of like a, I wouldn't say a homecoming, but it is. You oh, got wait. Andy Reid. Uh, yeah, Yoda and like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah you got Andy Reid and you got his <laughs> disciple, you know, Dougie Peterson. So listen, last week, the Chargers had that game. What were they up? 27 nothing at halftime. Yep. And, uh, you know, Doug did his little magic trick at halftime and then they came up, you know, winning that game. So, Yes, I believe Kansas City, Andy Reid's going to pull it out. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, they have the more talented team. Um, and it might be a game similar to what we just saw against the Chargers, where they go up and then I think they make it a, a little bit of a game. But at the end of the day, Andy Reid, Mahomes, too much for, for the Jags. Okay, fair enough. So a little sweep there. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, it, it, I just, it just dawned on me yeah, that you got the uh, – the teacher and the disciple going at it. So that, that's yeah. kind of nice. And what it look at that man, Dougie P. You know, we we know what he did here in Philly. And dude, I think he learns to stay in better shape than Andy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He stays away from from the you, you always have to learn from your mentors and improve. You, know, you add something <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. But uh it'll be interesting. That, that's crazy though, man. He took Trevor Lawrence in one year, turned him basically completely around because last year it looked like he could not get out of his own way. I mean the whole team in general. So um it's interesting to see where, where that's going to go. 
And well, I'm going to go in order. Trevor go Lawrence ahead. real quick, though, as far as the hobby's concerned, his cards. I mean, I haven't really looked, but I'm I'm assuming they've skyrocketed or no. Yes. And, and once again, I there's only because my son is a Jags fan and, and I really uh, feel like I let him down by not buying Trevor at the end of last year when, when his prices really bottomed out. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I should have had more faith in, in Trevor. Um, but but he's through the roof. But Travis Etienne's not a, didn't get the bump I thought he would this year, and I think he's a stud player. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, next year I think in all purpose yards. He, he I was I was a James Robinson guy because you know I had him in my <laughs> dynasty league. So <laughs> once yeah. he got he got traded, I was like, what the hell's going on? Then I'm like, oh well, maybe he'll do something with the Jets, and that didn't that didn't happen at all. So yeah, Etienne came in there, and he, he like you said, he's young, he's hungry, he came off the injury. That's why I was kind of like iffy with him. But yeah, he came. They're they're good, man. They're good. They're a good young team. They got a lot of, you know, weapons. They just got some things they need to add to. But with the coaching and everything, you know, your son got a good, good thing going on there, man. Well, I think there's also something to be said for playoff experience. You know, a lot of young guys on, on that Jacksonville team, this is their first time. Not Nothing wrong with getting your feet wet, getting some experience. I mean, they're coming off a ridiculous game, uh, like you said, against the Chargers. So, you know what? There, I think there is, unfortunately for them, a little bit of happy-to-be-here syndrome. And Kansas City, if they lose, their season's a failure. I mean, talk about two different perspectives for a game. And I think the 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 one and the fear of losing in Kansas City is going to create more desperation. Yeah. And can we real quick talk about the flip side? The golden boy, Justin Herbert, his cards have bottomed out. Or So sorry. at what point, let me ask you guys. So it just, let's just say the game ended yesterday. So today, are you buying his cards today or are you waiting a little bit? into the off season if you're looking to, cause I mean, he's still, they might not win anything, but he's still going to have those peaks where he's going to have 400 yard game, five touchdowns. So there, I think there will be opportunity if you're in for the flip game, but at what point do you look to start buying his cards? If that's your thing. Listen, Justin Herbert was the hobby, you know I mean? Darling the last, like when every break, everything that went on the last two years, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, that's all you heard. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. And he's a beautiful guy. You know, <laughs> he what I mean? he's got a, his arm is just ridiculous. He has all the intangibles, but when does it go from being the hobby darling to the next Philip Rivers or the next Matt Stafford to where it really doesn't matter how many stats you put up? If you're not winning, you know, why am I going to buy your card? So it's like that, the whole prospecting thing, which I know Danny, you know, with you in baseball, that's, that's like your thing prospecting. Like, how many years does it take for an NFL quarterback before people are like, eh, they've soured on them and, and they stop having I think, faith? I think it happens in two weeks on some quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, the the NFL is so fickle, it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I mean, you would think Kyler Murray, you know, was, yeah. fell off the planet. I mean, his cars were as hot as all these quarterbacks a couple of years ago. Um, you know, as far as Justin Herbert's cards. I guess it's do you believe in the player? Because otherwise, I take that same money and put it into a different player. If you're asking me the truth, you know, I, I, Herbert's cards are still expensive enough that I'd rather take that same money and put it e- even into a Trevor Lawrence right now. To be honest with you, yeah, there you go. Okay, fair enough. So I'll go in order, even though this this is the main event for Oz and I. But you know, like I said, well, Saturday night, Giants at Eagles. Um, I know where Oz is leaning, so I'll, I'll leave that to go second. <clears throat> Danny, let you know what 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 are you thinking here? Every bone in my body wants to pick a fight with Oz. However, <laughs> my reputation, my uh acumen, my intelligence, my years of experience, uh the Giants don't have a chance. Uh Eagle Eagles fly, Eagles fly. Uh yeah. I, I love hearing that. Yeah, I say that again. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't. I I, 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 I will not. Um, but I, I think this is very similar to a lot of the Giants star players are a little bit younger. The Eagles do have more veterans, the desperation levels. I, I think a lot of the same reasons for the Kansas City matchup. I just think the Eagles uh, season cannot end this week and call it a success. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, there's things to be fearful of. Uh, one, being rusty. You know, you have Jalen Hurts coming off that injury. Is he fully healthy? Is Lane Johnson fully healthy? Um, which is very key. Now, with New York's defense, they really don't have those solid pass rushers. So Lane, I think, can get through this game without having to – he's going to have to exert himself, but he shouldn't have to be you know, facing somebody like uh, Micah Parsons from the Cowboys, which 
you know, would be a different story. So I think Lane can get through it. I think from what I seen from Jalen Hurts the last game, I think he's okay. Uh, I, I really think they they wanted to when he got hurt. The plan was Gardner Minshew can win one of these two games. He can maybe beat Dallas. If not, we definitely got ja- you know Jackson, not Jackson, um, New Orleans. We can definitely beat them with Minshew. And then we lost the next two. So then it's like, uh, I guess we got to bring Hertz back in. And I think it was a little bit too soon. But I, I really don't think his injury is as bad as it was portrayed to be. And I think he's fine. He's he's off the injury list completely. Um, so I, like right now, New York has momentum. And that's the thing. They're going to come in with nothing to lose. Like you said, they're young. They don't care. They would love nothing better to do than to shock the world and beat the number one seed and, you know, make it to the NFC championship. You know, the next Eli Manning and, you know, the boys when they beat the Patriots, like the unbelievable run, they would love nothing better to, to you know, do that. But I just think the talent on the Eagles is too much for them. And the only thing I'm really worried about is our defensive coordinator and how he's going to play this game. If he's going to sit back in his own in a cover two and just let Danny Jones pick us apart, you know, dink and dunk, and then the time of possession goes from a three-minute to an eight-minute to a ten-minute drive, and they just keep the ball, that's like the formula to beat the Eagles, we're going to be in trouble. So I just think we need to go ahead and man up, corners man up. We got one of the best corners you know, in the league and, and, and another one to do that, and then just man up, and then just we have a – Definitely defensive line that can get to the quarterback. That's not an issue. Can Philly run the ball in New York? Yes. Yes. Because that takes the pressure off of Hurts, and yes. that, that flips your time of possession. To me, exactly. That, that's the that's kind of exactly. the, under, we, we, we the gotta, underrated secret to the yeah. game is that. And I think Philadelphia we, we definitely need to, Yeah, we need to spy Danny Jones. We can't let him get off. He's going to try to run. He, they don't care. The coaching staff doesn't care. They're going to run him to death. Let me tell you, any. Um, handsome guy named Danny is going to be a tremendous athlete. Um, <laughs> you have to respect the speed. I I, I am told I'm built for speed. Um, so so I think you you make some very good points there, else. Yeah, but Eagles, Eagles in the end. I think it's going to be close, and then maybe pull away by a touchdown or two. Okay. So and Dan, like I said, I know you like to uh, make the games a little interesting. Uh, so anytime touchdown score, Boston Scott. Just an FYI. Ooh, he, yo, the, he is a giant. The Giants killer. Yes. Just look, look it up. He scored. I, I am hopeful that Philadelphia can run the ball in New York. I don't know that I'm putting my money on. <laughs> well, they, um, you know, we'll see. Now, I, I'm more concerned with the Eagles stopping the Giants run because we that that. So, again, going back to the whole defense thing. There has been some lapses in the run defense. Now, guys have come back. Hopefully they're fully healthy. And that should hopefully, yeah. you know, force Danny to throw the ball. Right. And then that's now, where Saquon didn't do much the last game, but that was because he was a game yeah, time decision that day. And he was in and out of the lineup. Well, I think Matt Breida was, was taking a lot of snaps for him. He wasn't fully healthy. He is running hard. He's running. His cuts are nice. He's back. Saquon is back. So that's, that's definitely something to worry about. So, yeah. Yeah. That actually leads me. So he's a free agent. So hey, just play well, for we're getting contract. rid of one guy, one Penn Stater for another. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so just just an FYI. Um, so then we have Bengals at Bills. And this is a big boy game. Before we get to that, can I talk to Danny about the last game? Wow. Uh, if you have to, I guess I can suffer through a couple minutes of that again. <laughs> um, how did you feel? Now, the score was was it tied at that time when you guys were at the like two yard line? Uh, it, it, it was. And uh, we were uh, about a, a foot and a half away from that touchdown. Yeah. 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 Now, I guess my question and, and Tyler Huntley, is he a rookie or second year? Uh, he's actually uh, yeah, he's second around. or third year. Yeah. He's third. got a couple years under. OK, so he got a couple of years under his belt. Now, from what I saw from the play, they literally had 16 guys behind him. To push him into the end zone. So Tyler Huntley was supposed to go low. Right. Tyler Huntley, uh, after the game, uh, was called out by pretty much everybody in the Ravens organization uh, for not going low. Um, Mm -hmm. Nobody can explain why Tyler Huntley thought he could jump over those 16 people. I mean, I've never – I've seen the ball knocked 
out of a player's hands. Usually it's like right there or they pass the, you know, the threshold. Of the they throw. ran it back for 98 yard <laughs> touchdown. Bro, that was right into the defensive lineman's hands and just in stride, he's gone. Nobody could catch him. Yeah. Well, they missed a block in the back down the field too, but you know, Oh yeah, that, that little pushing. You know, back. look, his his attempt at a quarterback sneak, he no, he did that. Uh... Ask me one more time why you haven't been invited on sooner. <laughs> <laughs> he uh Huntley did the uh the Lion King impersonation. He just held the ball up in the air. That was it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, bro, like I like I said, I, I was texting Tony at the time, and I just it fe- I I felt sorry for you. I knew how yeah. much because we were talking smack before the game. Like we honestly, there's we thought there's no way Baltimore has a chance. And I told you that there was a yeah, chance. He did. I said, well, it's a division a game. Cincinnati ball. It's always a you know knockout drag out fight, <laughs> yeah. and you got to be ready for that. But with Tyler Huntley in the and that was in the fourth quarter or at the end of the third. No, no, no. Just right when, when we could have won the game in the fourth. Yeah, yeah. that, that yeah, was yeah. The, the turning point. It, 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 was, it was set up for the win. And was, yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Man. That's well. Tough. I, I would like to thank you guys for reaching out because you did. You guys did reach out yeah. and, and it, with condolences. Yeah, so sure. I, I, th- I thank no, you. We really my... did feel bad. It was a gut punch that we felt. So, well, during, yeah, during like... tough times, it's nice to rely on friends. So, <laughs> uh, so Oz, what are you thinking here? Like I said I'll, I'll let Danny go second here just so he can clear clear his mind i'm gonna have, <laughs> i'm gonna have a drink right there you now. go yeah there you go where you at oz bengals bills Oof, bro this is a, this is now this is the game that was supposed to be right when demar hamlin right. had the unfortunate incident and and you know thank god he's okay and he's recovering just fine but uh yeah bro th- this is a tough one because the bills are playing at an, a high level. Cincinnati's obviously are they playing though? at a they are, but they're very turnover prone. Yeah. If if Josh Allen does not turn the ball over, they're pretty much unstoppable. But for some reason this year, I mean, I remember him in the beginning of his career being turnover prone, and then he he cleaned that up. But now it's like picks in the red zone. He's getting, you know, he. it's almost like he's too confident. Like he can do anything he wants out there. So he stands tall in the pocket. He's not really aware of his surroundings. People are coming. They're tomahawking the ball out of his hands and, and fumbles are happening or he's throwing a pick. So it's like he's gotten sloppy. And I think it's just because he's too confident in his abilities to stand in there or run anytime he wants or to just his rocket arm to get the ball wherever he needs to. And I just think he needs to be more aware. Now, if he cleans that up, the Bills, I, 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 they're going to be tough to beat, regardless if it's Kansas City, Cincinnati. But for now, I'm not going to count out Cincinnati just because, you know, Joe Burrow, they got a lot of weapons. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm going to go with the Bills. That, that was my original prediction at the beginning of the year before any games. It was the Bills and the Eagles. So that that's I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. You think there's a little bit of uh Big Ben ish in Josh with that whole like I'm just gonna remember he went through like a little something like that where yeah. he was just it was like dude what what the heck's he doing? But I mean yeah. it was just like if he takes care of the ball, it. there's they yeah. can't be beaten. Like you're beating yeah. yourself. It's, it's it's more of like a Brett Favre almost. Yeah, almost the gun, yeah, the almost, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, mean, the good, the, the Favre the good was like the, the good on the field, Brett Favre. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> Favre was, but sometimes even, but uh, the stuff that that Josh is doing, I don't. Favre stuff was like reckless. I mean, I remember him throwing up a yeah, prayer but, in the middle of the field. Could get you, but Favre could get you a Super Bowl, and I sure, think Josh yeah. can. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 So, but uh, so where where you at here, Danny? Uh, Bills, I think, have the by far the deeper roster. Um, I'm just gonna say okay. ditto, ditto on this one. Um, uh, Oz nailed it. Um, I, I think Allen, Allen, I might be the best quarterback left in the playoffs. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I, 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 know, I know, I know. I'm gonna say not just this season, but but maybe moving forward, he's got the highest ceiling. Um, and I, I, I like him a lot in this game. Yeah, I think guy. that. Despite and the Bengals are down another lineman, I believe, which is, I mean, that's every week though. So that's that's nothing. And you know what? Part for the I course, bro. You yeah, play the I, I you, think, you, you, you play the Raven. You come out with scratches. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. true. That's true. And I think that that miracle win propels them to shock the world this week. 
and uh, I think they beat the Bills. Nice. Wow. I like it. Just it's this it's one of those things where I think that I don't know. I, I just I, the the Bills have. Uh, they're not they, they're not playing at a high level to me like it's just they won but uh, i don't know it's just something it, it's, I, it's, it's almost like they know they have a switch that they yeah can but i don't know that you can just time. turn that on in the, in the playoffs in the nfl yeah, like that. but that's what they think they can do and it's gonna bite them in the ass if especially against yeah. if they can get past cincinnati if they get you know if uh kansas city wins and they go up against mahomes that's gonna be a shootout of all shootouts like that but yeah. you know, like you said, the the turn that's when it comes down to who's gonna turn the ball over more because yeah. you know it's just yeah. gonna be back and forth. Well, Joe Burrow definitely definitely is not gonna back down from the moment. I, I will say that. No, if no. if they if they lose, it won't be because of him. Yeah, Joe, Joe definitely like uh he has my respect. I thought he was, you know, in the beginning of the season, I think they went one and three to start and everybody was down on him. That his card numbers had ha- you know dropped down. They're like, oh, you know, Super Bowl hangover and you know, since then, what they're – what is the rec – was it 13 I don't know, but they've been – yeah, they've won a bunch of games there in a row. Yeah, yeah. But, so. so to bring it back to the cards, that game, that Bengals-Bills game, how many people you think have auctions ending hmm. at halftime <laughs> and at the end of the game? <laughs> I'm not even joking. Well, let, me ask you, let me ask you another question. Do you think Josh Allen's cards have gone up or down this year? Hmm. Because of all the hype, of all the hype, yeah. that you, I mean, do you really without you without looking? I, I would, I'd guess they'd probably be I, actually. Yeah, they got to be down because everybody else is down. So I, I'd say they'd have to be down because I don't think he's done. To me, he hasn't done anything to make them go. Isn't that the unbelievable? We're talking about him right. being one of the best quarterbacks, you know, yeah. in the league, and uh, he couldn't live up to the hype to keep his cards up. Nobody can. The, the those numbers were just that, that's not true. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but he had no hype last year, so (laughs) that's that's not. Yeah. So let's go to the last one here. (laughs) What's that look for, Dan? (laughs) It's a lot of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. No. Where's that timer thing? I'm shutting you guys off. Um, Oz, talk to me. Cowboys and Niners. Damn. Mm. Now that's one of those things. What do I want as opposed to that? What's going to happen? Yeah. Well, I know what you want, but tell me what's going to happen. Do you really know does what I Purdy, want? Though? Does Purdy turn into a pumpkin, or does you know what? I'd rather Purdy turn into does... a pumpkin and let Dak really? win, and we beat the NFC East to get to the Super Bowl. We go through the Giants, and then we go through the Cowboys. That's my ultimate. What I would like for okay. for us to go and then beat the Bills. All right. And hoist another Lombardi trophy. But before that, I digress. So basically, damn, that's a good matchup, dude. But honestly, I, I, I'm so sick and tired. Now the Cowboys get the hype, but God damn it, if the Niners don't get even more hype and they got the next coming of Lamar Jackson slash Tom Brady slash Steve Young slash name any super duper quarterback that's ever played in the history of the NFL in Brock Purdy. Um, where literally he throws a five-yard pass, and because of the skill players that they have, turn into 88-yard touchdowns. You know, it's it's a slant, and you know I'm not saying Brock's not great. You know, he he's come in. He, I think he's won six in a row as a rookie, which is unbelievable. But if you look at the people that they've played, the competition hasn't been really up to par. So this is like their first real test. Um, you know, Dallas is coming off that big win off of Tampa Bay. They they got their chest pumping out. And uh, the game's in San Fran, correct? Yes. yes. So they have the home field advantage. <sighs> yeah, I'm going with the. I'm going with San Fran. Just because yeah. of the defense, I think their defense is going to cause Dak to turn into a pumpkin. Okay, fair enough, Mister Danny Black. Oh, I wouldn't use terms like pumpkin. I'm a gentleman, and that was some vicious <laughs> language there. Uh, <laughs> I I think it was Oz, and I think it was like five minutes ago when he said, thank goodness Lane Johnson doesn't have to face Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Brock Purdy does. <laughs> um, and I, I first of all, I love Brock Purdy, and I think shy of Micah Parsons, I love that offense this week. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, the Michael Parsons factor, he's one of those few defensive players um, in my lifetime that I actually factor into a, to a game plan as an individual player. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I know, I know the spread isn't huge. I mean, I think this is a tight game no matter what, which means it'll probably be a blowout, but I, 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 yeah. I, I, I do believe that San Francisco, uh, the entire roster is deeper. Um, I think the home game um, will be an advantage, even though Dallas fans travel well. I think the Niners fans will will show. And uh, I, I just, you know, you, you talk about, you know, CMC and uh, Debo. And, I mean, just it doesn't stop. Even Kyle Juszczyk. I mean, you got Kyle Juszczyk. You know, you you got all, right. I mean, he's at least a top five tight end, you know. Yeah, right. So, yeah. And Ayuk. Don't forget about yeah. Ayuk. Oh yeah, yeah. And they, yeah. but the thing with with all that is, dude, their coach he he does, he usually comes up with a pretty good game plan. So you know, Shan- Shanahan kind of knows what he's doing, and and at some point the Cowboys will turn into the Cowboys we all know and love, you know. So, and big I think pumpkin. that happens this Sunday, the big pumpkin and big D. So we're just gonna take the Niners in the sweep. D's nuts. Move it on. <laughs> so, but with that said, Oz. Give you the reins. Let's uh, keep it moving. All right, man. <clears throat> so we are all content creators. All right. We we have our own shows. We're on multiple shows from anywhere from Hobby Hotline to the Menches to Cousins Collectibles to the Faction, you know, et cetera. You, you name it. We're on it. Uh, the Wolfpack. Now, what as far as when it comes to content creation, there's people out there that I think they do content more so for themselves. I'm not, I'm not saying like they're being selfish, but it's almost, you know, they, they like it for the spotlight on themselves as opposed to there's other content creators that are really looking at the hobby and looking at ways to go ahead and give back to the hobby and be have information to be better, you know, be a better collector and, and things like that. So there's a fine line between being a content creator and being selfish and just wanting the spotlight as opposed to, you know, being out there for the hobby. Like, where do you guys fall on that? We'll go with you, Danny, like content for yourself or content for the hobby. Well, I think we'd be lying if we didn't say we want people to hear us, you know, none of us want to actually feel like we're, we're speaking into a vacuum and, and nobody's ever listening. So, you know, part of you instinctually, I, you know, says, are they going to like it? <laughs> you know, yeah. are they, uh, and, and that that I think is a healthy respect to to your audience that you want to make sure you're putting something out there that that you know it's not about the spotlight being on me, but I do want you know to pick something that I enjoy and I want to be validated by by that by that audience to a certain degree. Um, that being said, I do multiple shows, so I can do different things. You know, on my own show, you know, we can pick a crazy night like tonight and do a mashup or, you know, I can interview somebody who I've, you know, don't know a lot about. And, you know, if I find it interesting, I hope somebody else does, you know, and, and, and that's, you know, what I try to do, but I gotta be honest with you. I mean, there are people I've looked at where I've said, I just don't know if this is going to be an entertaining, you know, type of interview. And, and, you know, you just don't want to put on a bad, a bad product. Um, is that why you left me out the first time? Yeah. Oh. oh. We're not. We're not letting <laughs> just, this go. Just keep it moving. I don't want. To, I don't want no, to answer no, that question. No, 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 no. We'll get into that later. Uh, well, wow, you really came back to that. I'm. I'm proud of you. I've never felt more like family. I think. <laughs> See, so, you get it. You you get you you get it, Danny. You get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, us ethnic people, we we yeah. all get the jokes. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, you know, to, to me, it is it is a fine line. When I'm doing my own show, I can goof off a little bit more. I can have whatever guest I want. When I'm doing a hobby think tank, it, it, it's going to be a little bit more uh, thought-provoking, you know, on, on a certain subject. We all do a hobby hotline that, that's more of a live, interactive with the audience. So they, mm-hmm. all these things and card mentions with, with John Newman is, is a totally separate beast. And I'm doing with, you know, one of my good hobby friends. So I need to scratch all those different things for me to feel whole. I have yet to find one show that allows me to do that. Um, but, you know, generally I would like to do something that I find entertaining for the audience. But if I don't enjoy it and if I'm not doing it, you know, because uh, I purely believe it, it's interesting, then I have a hard time faking it. Yeah. Yeah. 
that that's I always say that with Oz with the with the fake in it. It's like if it's tough, like it's gonna come through. It whether I, there's some people that we've looked at and I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't know. I'm I, I just I, I'm gonna have a hard time faking it. I know I am because like if I don't enjoy whatever they're putting out, whatever it is or whatever they got going on. How am I going to interview them about it? Maybe that's just something that I, as as a content creator, have to grow in. But I just know I'm going to have a tough time faking it because I'm like, I don't even care what this person has to say. <laughs> so let's just get this over with. So that's definitely going to shine through. But to, to like when you said about people creating content and if it's just for themselves or something, I mean, there's there's I don't know if there's anything wrong with that. I, I should say like. Cause some people do it and it's, it might be entertaining. Like there's some guys that do funny stuff. And if it's just about whatever they're doing, say they're blogging or vlogging about what they do in the hobby and stuff. And it could be just for them, but it might still be, there might still be some entertainment factor to that. I just know that when, when we do our show, we kind of, we sit down and we look at, all right, what do we want to have on the show? What are we trying to portray? What, what do we, what kind of message do we want to get out of there? And yeah, for sure. We want to, hopefully people like it. Cause that's yeah. what those freaking numbers are for. I wish they weren't there because I would stop looking at them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Unfortunately, Tony, you can't, you, you know what I mean? That That's part of the whole game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like what we want to do, our show, our premise is it's, it's about the collector and whether you're collecting coins, toys, cards, shot glasses, whatever you collect, we want to know why you collect it, how you collect it, and how you feel when you collect it. So we just want the person that when we bring them on to our show, to open up, you know, it, it, especially if you're another content creator, you know, you do your own thing and you might have a sponsor where you have to make sure you're on your P's and Q's and you have to, you know, hit this spot and do this and that. Listen, you come on to the cousins. It's just like hanging out. We talk about kicking in with the cousins. So we're just going to, it's three guys just chilling, hanging out, talking about the hobby, talking about cards, talking about sports and just getting comfortable. And the, the best thing is like when we're all said and done and, and we like, uh, you know, record button off, the guy's like, man, that, that was one of the best interviews I ever had. Just why? Why? Because you can be yourself. And that and that's what we try to. Well, don't you think being yourself is also entertaining? I mean, to a certain degree, you have to have confidence that you are entertaining and you are right. good at what you do. Right. And th- and that's the key. And, and listen, there's some people that they have to put on a shtick or a show because they feel not confident that they can go ahead and portray themselves and people accept them for who they are. And, and this hobby, it, it kind of lends to, you know, it's almost like cookie cutter sometimes where it's a, okay, in order to be successful, you got to collect this. And, you know, these are the cards that are worth something. That's junk wax. That doesn't mean anything. Don't even talk about that or whatever it is. You know, there's specific lanes that people get into. And I think we get caught up in that and we forget about why we collected as a kid. And now as adults, what really makes us happy and, and you know, and, and takes us to another level. I always use the term passion. passion. So I, I think very, very similar, same idea. Um, I just want people who are passionate about something. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, in the world of which we live, it typically is cards or collectibles, but, but I want somebody who's just passionate. Um, if, if they're not passionate, even if they are the president of the company or, you know, some big interview that I might be able to land and they're, and they're going to make me feel bad about being in the hobby or make me feel bad about, you know, enjoying what I enjoy. That, that, that's not something I want to, in my circle and in my sphere of a world. Yeah. Um, you know, I just want people who are passionate. I don't care what their title is at the company. I don't care, you know, what they do, how big their collection is, how much their stuff's worth. I do care about how passionate they are. And, and you know, let's be honest for what we do. You hope that they can walk and talk. <laughs> that, that's the key and and that can be I, very yeah. difficult as well because they can have everything that you need for an interview but once you get them behind a mic it's yep. like pulling teeth sometimes and it's like oh man and then you gotta work at it and you can hope that the end the finished product is something that you can actually put out and that people would enjoy you know it's like oh man is that something <laughs> tony <laughs> that's ha- happened a couple of times with tony and i but you know it's usually worked out in the end but that that's another tough thing now t- um, Danny, you're very passionate when it comes to baseball and, you know, minor leagues. And I mean, when it comes to that, you're like freaking a guru. Like, talk about that real quick. What, what you do with minor league baseball and, and your passion for, for that? Um, I, I'm weird. I don't do anything in the middle. I only do brand new or very old. 
Um, so yeah, no, I love the minor leagues. The Orioles, uh, and I'm in Baltimore, the Orioles minor league system has uh, Aberdeen, Delmarva, Bowie, and Norfolk, um, all within driving distance for our minor league system. So I'm very lucky that I get to see a lot of our top minor league prospects. Um, and to give you an idea, today I spent, well, I shouldn't say this on air, but Baseball America came out with their top 100 list, um, which has a hobby impact for me and it has a real world impact for me. So uh, a significant amount of uh, work time was spent on that Baseball America top 100 list today. So, uh, you know, as far as prospecting goes, there's the card side of it. And then there's, I'm a diehard baseball fan. So the diehard baseball fan in me, um, I don't care about flipping. I don't care about the rankings. I just, you know, I want to see what teams are going to have, who coming when, who can we trade for? I mean, to me, it's all on the field. When it comes to the card side of it, yeah, now I'm studying guys, you know, even the international signing period is 16, 17 year old guys, you know, and where they're going to be. And if they get onto the top 100 list, I'm going to sell them even, you know, before they hit double A sometimes, because that's just that that's just a whole different ballgame as far as card collecting. Um, so from prospects, I take it pretty seriously. I also not to defend myself or that I need to. Um, I do cover it slightly for Baltimore media. So I do try to make sure, at least for the Orioles system, that I know what I'm talking about. Okay. And that uh, I got to ask you, because yeah. uh, I grew up, I'm 43 years old. So I grew up with the Orioles being good. And now they stink. And I don't, don't tell me that, that, and don't tell me that it's because they're, 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 then they're in the Yankees division and stuff like that. Cause there's wild cars and all this stuff. I'm not going to tell you that. So, Listen, you had Cal Ripken, Eddie Murray. <laughs> I just laughed. So see, you know, I, just, uh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, they stink. Messina. But according Dude, they, to they, had, they had the best farm system in the world. Right. So, go ahead. That's, that's, yeah, well, that's right. the thing. Eight, 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 eight players on the top 100 list more than <laughs> okay. any other team ranked top minor league system by the two major publications, finished with a winning record this year, and have a whole change in front office regime. I'm sorry, you were asking the question. Perfect. Go ahead, Tom. So that is perfect because I'm going to ask you: Are you guys going to keep them, or are you going to ship them off to New York? Because I'm like, dude, where? Bring back the bring back the Orioles, to be, man. To be fair, we don't give them to New York. We'll give them to anybody else, but but New York. <laughs> um, you no, know, I mean they're coming. I mean they really are. It, it, listen, we're never going to be able to go out and, and sign, you know, Justin Verlander. He's not coming here. But why? You're you're in Baltimore. That's a, like, dude, that, no, that's that's nonsense because. It's like it's beautiful down there. Like there's money well, down there. You. Like let's let's not. Yeah, because I, again, that's like I don't buy that crap because it's just like I don't get it because it's it, that's a nice place to be at. It's like come on, man. Like I I just I don't accept them stinking. The Maryland Bureau Bureau of Tourism appreciates your support. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, nice. Berlin I, is nice. Come on, man. I, I, I'm I, I'm a big fan. In fact, I live here. Uh, <laughs> but. The Orioles, realistically, for for a number of reasons, um, are going to build from within. Our international signing department and, and development has been totally retooled. So we're we're one of the leaders now in analytics and growth and development, and we're knocking on the door. So you know it's not going to happen overnight. I mean, the 76ers last won a, a championship. What year was it? Eighty three. No, and I'm not saying it's no, a so I'm, yeah, no, but I'm like, saying seriously. Yeah, like, let's get it back like, to where it was. Yeah. You, like, that's, you, yeah. You, you, you have periods where right. you've been playoff competitive and then you go back down. And, yeah. you know, we, we were playoff competitive in, in you know, with, with Ripken, you know, in, in 96, mm -hmm. 97. We were playoff competitive under Buck Showalter. So we've had these peaks and valleys. Um, it, it's just, listen, people are used to the Orioles being great. People respect the organization. They they are obviously you know one yeah. of one of the, the the top organizations in baseball in the East Coast, really. Um, so you know, I, I understand where you're coming from. You keep the Sixers out of your mouth, brother. That's <laughs> just I, 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 I was one, I was wondering. I'm, I'm doing the math and and and, and fo fo fo. I don't know. Is it, is it like one fo for every ten years? How does that work? Listen. It's gonna happen this year. We got this. Don't worry. Don't bring on a guest who knows his stuff and expect to expect smiles. Come on. Absolutely. See. So. <laughs> but yeah. So that's where my psyche is, and which leads into. See, that's that's the segue, Danny. I'm learning how to how to do all that. So let me kick it to you, and you want to talk about uh, PCs and stuff like that. Look at that professional transition there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'd also like to mention that Moses Malone committed to the University of Maryland and should have gone there before he went pro. Uh, separate <laughs> conversation. Um, so the psyche of the PC, the three of us were talking about, and we all collect different things. And, and I think the audience should know that if they're not familiar with any of us. Uh, why do we collect what we collect? Why do we keep what we keep? And why do we sell what we sell? Uh, the short answer for me is sometimes when I do business, I have to buy and sell for the business. And those are the easy ones. But then you guys were asking me about my personal collection and um, I don't talk about it a lot. Uh, I have a very weird relationship with my PC. I had my entire collection stolen um, in the mid nineties when I was a dealer, I was actually driving back from a show in ocean city, Maryland and uh, stopped to get, stopped to get gas at the uh, station and uh, hopped out of my car to go give the guy 20 bucks. And somebody was hiding in the bushes, jumped in my car and drove it away. Wow. Uh, my entire show inventory was in the car. My entire, sh and at that age, your show inventory is also your personal inventory. There is no two different inventories when yeah. you are a teenage dealer. Um, and so uh, for a long time, I was scared to own cards, you know, that or get attached to the cards, I guess. So I always felt like, hey, if I could sell this, you know, I can always buy another one. You know, and I just never really felt comfortable being attached. It's taken probably the last five to 10 years to even start thinking about keeping cards um, other than a, other than a very, very small handful. Um, and I'm just now getting comfortable with the idea of, of keeping a card than saying I'm, that that's no matter what, that's not going to sell. Um, and, and, you know, listen, unfortunately the ones that had an emotional attachment to me, were stolen. So the, yeah. the ones that would have been easy to say yeah. are staying on the shelf. Th those unfortunately are gone. And, and that for me, that, that plays into that psyche and it does mess with me sometimes, you know, I, I definitely, uh, I'm scared to put money on a card cause I'm thinking, ah, you know, I might, might, might not want to stay with this. You know, we might just date, we might not get married. You know, I might have to, you know, I might liquidate. Um, and it's sad. I mean, there's some cards, um, 1933, uh, Moberg, uh, the 33 Gaudi Moberg. Oh, I have bought and sold that card seven times. Um, I want to own that card clearly. I mean, I, any therapist, you know, in the world, and please talk to a sports card therapist if you know one, um, you know, will we'll tell you if you've bought and sold the same vintage card seven times, um, you probably want that card. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and for some reason, you know, I, I say to myself, oh, let, I can, I'll make a couple bucks on that and I'll buy another one the next time. And one of these days, you're going to turn around and I'm going to have a Moberg there. It's not going to be for sale. <laughs> It's not going to go anywhere. It's just going to stay there. Um, short, of, short of being, you know, the, the, the winner of the billion dollar lottery, it's going to take a little while to build back up uh, that personal Would, collection. Do you thing. think you'd be a candidate for vaulting? <sighs> oh, good question. Keep it away from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I So to be completely honest, there are times I use vaulting personally and professionally. For my PC now. No, no. You, you want I, that in your possession. I, I literally just sit and go through boxes of cardboard for the smell of it. I, 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 I'm yeah. an old fashioned dork. I still sit on the floor um, and I am way too old and way too uh, out of shape to be doing that. And I spend hours on the floor uh, going through cardboard. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it too much. I don't think for, for those cards that we're talking about, um, yeah, I mean, if I had to, I would safety deposit box where I could still get my hands on them. But uh, yeah, no, I, I want to keep them. Listen, I have a similar story, but it wasn't theft. What happened to me, I had my collection, went off to college, and I had it in the basement at my mom's home, mom and dad's home. And they were doing some remodeling of the basement. My dad and the gentleman found a pipe that they had no idea what the pipe was for. It was just sticking out the wall. It was an older home. Mm -hmm. So my dad was like, well, what do you think the pipe is for? The guy was like, I don't know. Maybe we should try to open it. So it was sealed. The guy pops it open. They flood the entire basement. Oh. All my toys, all my cards, everything gets ruined. So my mom and dad have the brilliant idea. Let's just put it outside and let it dry. And hopefully yeah. everything. <laughs> so they put it in the driveway in the summer under a tarp while I'm away at college for months. <laughs> I come back and I'm like, Hey, where's my stuff? 
and they're like, oh, it's outside. Huh? It's outside under the thing right there. Go look. Everything's under there. And I'm like, well, what the hell is it doing under there? <laughs> they're like, oh, we had an accident, but everything's fine. You know, it should be good. You know, it should be dry by now. I'm like, it should be dry? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So I go outside. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is not a T-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I look at the tarp. And it's just green mold everywhere. Everything's oh. ruined. My toys, you know, my He-Man, oh. my cars. I have my binders. Everything's screwed up. Uh, I feel bad thinking about it when I think about it because I curse my parents out. Like, I've never cursed anyone out in my life. And, I, I you know, to this day, I, I bless my, you know, I apologize. My dad has since passed away. Um, but, yeah, it took me a while. <laughs> to, to, like, right now, all my stuff is in my basement. So my biggest fear is that happening? Another flood, and listen. But you, you, you ever you, see you, the, you, don't, you don't have the separation anxiety. You seem to be okay with it. Yee. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to be out of this basement. I'm I, like when I'm working. He's I compensating. there's a storm, if there's a storm, dude, I am flipping out. I'm calling my wife. I'm calling my daughter. Can you go downstairs and just check, please, make sure? Because there was a leak that I had to seal up. And we had, you know, the basement had flooded one time before. So it's like, dude, it's like a, a running thing in my head where I'm thinking my collection, I, I need to get this out of here because something's going to happen. All right. So Listen, I, I was picturing heresy. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I was picturing uh, seen the episode at Three Stooges where they keep putting the pipes and the water keeps coming out the other <laughs> yeah. side. I just picture it. Like, Bro, that was that my dad was, and this, this yeah. dude. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, That's right. Thank God it was <laughs> under the tarp. Yeah, I can tell you. Yeah, <laughs> in the in the summer, for right. sure. I tell you, mine is um the psyche. Like my, I've become purposeful. If I you know, with what I'm getting now, like I, I used to be, when I first started, I was like very scatterbrained with the PC. Now it's like, I'm gonna finish this before I move on to that because I I just that. Yeah, it just it, it wasn't working out. I was like too much going on at more, one time. More, so more more of a single shot than, than a uh, yeah than yeah. A now it's like Clemente, this one, this one, this one, this one. Stop, and then finish. You know, there are things that pop up once in a while, but I'm like, I gotta keep focused on what the heck I'm doing here. Otherwise, but like, do you find do you find yourself just as satisfied though when you do finally make that purchase? Like it was worth it. Yeah, like there was more yeah. of a build up. Yeah, no, I do because um. Yeah, it's because I, I think how do I say like so okay, you always have that thrill of the chase, right? Yeah. But now I think since I'm like a lot more focused than I was before, it's actually more satisfying because before I think when I would pick something up, I was so worried about getting to the next thing that I didn't even enjoy what I just picked up. It was very quick, like, oh look what I got, boom, and I put it and then now I'm like now I was like, Oh, I got this. Now okay, now yeah. let me just, just enjoy it. Now I know that the next, you know, check that off the list and then the next one's here. But I, I definitely enjoy my buys a lot more now than when I first started. And Tony, so, a lot of the things that you were buying early on, you were looking to flip. So it was like yeah. you were looking at it through the lens of who would like this and how much profit can I get on it as opposed to, damn, I like this player. I love yeah. this card for my PC. So you were in that little rat race of trying yeah. to. And that, know, and that's that's actually now. So now most of my stuff that I have is stuff that I really, really like. So I have a hard time. Like if I would have a hard time setting up at a show, but I know, and I see other people, how they collect and they, you know, they say, Hey, listen, let's just say I have 10 Clementes, you know, and out of those 10, maybe I don't like these two as much as the other eight. So I maybe sell those two to then, upgrade somewhere else like i i haven't gotten to that yet but i i need to start eventually having the hobby pay for the hobby instead of you know i build up my piggy bank i buy i empty it out and i just keep doing that so i gotta at some point let the hobby pay for the hobby and we'll see but that means i'm gonna have to you know give stuff up and i remember i had to do that and it was a it was a bit traumatic wasn't it yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't like selling Everything I get, I, I want to keep. I have a... I, I, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. Uh, I'm proud to say that. You know, I try to be as neat as possible, but I'm a hoarder, so, definitely. So I, I want to get into the psyche. So neither one of you sell or like to no. sell. So we, you're we it's been, the opposite of what I just said. Yeah. Yeah. So w when we got into it, we were collecting things that we thought would be 
worth something 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line that we could go ahead and give to our, you know, sons or our daughters when we pass away. So, you know, we we're trying to be strategic that way. And then all of a sudden the boom happens and it didn't matter what the hell you bought. It was worth a lot of money. So then Tony got that fever where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, bro, we got to do a show. And I'm like, nah, why do I want to do a show? And then he's like, no, we got to do it. We got to do it. You know, this is good content and, you know, it's an experience and it's pretty cool. And I'm like, for you, maybe, but this is my PC. I'm not, you know, like I said, I'm a hoarder. Like every piece, every piece of cardboard that I bought from the first one to the last one meant the world to me. And it's like my little baby. So it's like, I'm not, nah, I'm not sitting up at a show. Are you crazy? I don't have nothing. Uh, only thing that I would sell is my junk wax and nobody's going to buy that. You know, I've had that for years. He's like, nah, bro, we got to do it. So he finally twisted my arm. We go out there. And I put my PC out and dude, you want to talk about anxiety? Like I was just like so nervous. As soon as the show starts, it was the Fishtown card show. I have all my Allen Iversons, my Barclays, my Dr. J's, you know, my Fleers and you know, Oh, oh, how much for that one? How much for that one? What if I buy your case out? And, that, and it was just like, bang, bang, bang. And I'm like, uh-huh, you know, so the money was, I was making money and, and Tony was actually, so I had to like, I forget what happened. I was busy and here's Tony with my other case and he's selling them out. He's like, bro, I sold like five. I said, what? He's like, yeah, I sold like five already. I'm like, what would you sell? He's like, I don't know, but they're going. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And dude, it was just like so hectic, so crazy. And at the end of the day, I had a pocket full of money. But when I went home, I was like, damn, my my Joel Embiid and my Ben Simmons are gone. <laughs> you know, I had a, a Ben Simmons like out of 10, gold out of 10, which was, you know, at the time, Ben was still playing right. for the Sixers. So I thought, oh, this is going to be the next dynasty. And uh, now that kind of card is a joke. But regardless, I, I just felt like, man, every every sale that I made, and I still regret to this day, like, damn, selling all that stuff. Because it's like, to me as a collector, now I got to go ahead and go get them again. You know? So it's almost like a, a, a vicious cycle. But if I can buy Moberg seven times, you can go buy one. <laughs> yeah. for that. Now, yeah. Moberg, is that the 007 guy? That is the catcher yeah. was a spy. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Mo Berg served as a spy. He was a backup catcher in Major League Baseball. He did stuff for the U.S. government for many years. There's a book. There's a movie. Go enjoy. Greatest story ever. Nice. Yes. You guys. That's awesome, too. That we're all. And, and, we're and, all and, and, yeah, absolutely. And he was Jewish. Well, there you go. There you That's go. a good yeah. segue. Yeah. That is a perfect segue. Wow. <laughs> now, listen. Done this before. If those of you who do not are not familiar with Cousins Collectibles, Cousin Tony, Tony Ramos, Cousin Oz, Oscar Torres, we are Puerto Rican. You know, it is what it is. That's what we are. We are proud of it. There's not many of us that are content creators in the hobby. Um, so we were discussing earlier with Danny, you know, when we go on a show, it's almost like the, you know, they have to ask, how is it to be? you know, Puerto Ricans in the hobby, do you ever get any kind of negative feedback or do you feel awkward? You know, th those questions where it's like, dude, we're just two guys collecting, you know, we have born and raised in the United States of America. This is where we've lived our whole time. You know, we could speak Spanish if we had to, but you know, we can speak English as well. It, it's just, it, that's how it works. And we love collecting cards just the same way you do nothing different. So that's like the obligatory question. We get it, you know, but it, it's things that need to be addressed because, you know, like I always tell Tony, no matter how much we like to put our head in the sand, it still exists and it exists on different levels. So buddies of ours that are in the Wolfpack, um, Crosstown Cardboard. Do me a favor. And, give, a, give a shout out to what the Wolfpack is for uh, my listeners. Sure. Yeah. So the Wolfpack, um, basically, Tony and I, we have Cousins Collectibles. Now, Rob, the sports car therapist actually reached out to us and he had a quote unquote wolf pack, a bunch of guys that he had been DMing back and forth every day, you know, just talking hobby and having fun. And it was three or four gentlemen. And he reached out to us. He's like, Hey, Hey, would you guys like to be part of the wolf pack? You know, we really love what you're doing. We enjoy your content. We think you're cool guys. And, you know, we'd like you to come on board and, and you know, just join the chat and see what you know happens from there. And we were like, hell yeah, why not? And at the same time, Shane, the sports card nobody, who we do a show with, The Faction, uh, was asked by Rob as well. So then he joined it at the same time. So you have Carmine's Cards. You have Craig uh, 
Shackner, New York City Sports Cards. Um, you have Ken Karens and uh, what's that? Uh, Dave Sylvester. Yeah, Dave Sylvester, and then uh, obviously uh, Rob, the sports card therapist. So basically, the Wolfpack. You know, we get together and we were just having fun, texting back and forth. Next thing you know. Uh, Rob's like, you know, why don't we take this to the next level? Let's start creating content. Let's see if we can build a network. We're all content creators. And let's just try to do something for the hobby together that I think will be pretty cool. So we're now in the process of, you know, doing something pretty special with these gentlemen, which I think is going to be pretty cool. Um, Now, the two gentlemen that I was speaking of across town is, you know, Craig and Carmine. So they had put out an episode and then they got a comment in their YouTube about you know them being Jewish and the fact that something to the effect that oh look at that you know basically you know these guys with these expensive cards you know and they're Jewish you know <laughs> you know some some type of uh, derogatory remark of them being Jewish so these guys they're in their twenties so in the group chat the next day after that they were kind of like yo you know. Do you know anybody have an idea why these guys, you know, this guy would like attack us for that? Like we, this is out of nowhere. You know, we didn't talk about being Jewish or anything like that. Like, it's like, why would somebody just go out of their way to, you know, be negative about being Jewish? So obviously, Danny, you are, have you ever had any experiences? Like we had our experiences in the hobby. What about you as far as being Jewish? Had you had anything negative or? It's a great question. Um, and thank you for asking it, first of all. Uh, I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity. Uh, first of all, assholes are assholes, and I'm going to just start off by saying that, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether it's to me or to you uh, or to anybody. Um, we're here for the cards, you know, so, so let, let's just start and finish with, with, with that. Um, I didn't know you guys were Puerto Rican when I became friends with you, and we talked cards, and, you know, it didn't matter. And anybody who puts that in front of anything else, that's on them. Uh, the hobby, uh, I, I am, I guess, a little bit insulated in the hobby does have a, a decent representation, um, a little bit more than the rest of the country. However, uh, it's also represented by parts of the country who are uh, not fans of minorities or Jews or, you know, other groups. Um, famously, women in the hobby have been, you know, discouraged, if not flat out discriminated against. Uh homosexuals, minorities, uh, all these groups um, have not had positive experiences in the hobby in most of my lifetime. Uh, Now, what I can say on a positive note is I've seen more change in the last two or three years than I think I've seen in the 20 before that. So I'm I'm hopeful for the future. And for the people who go on the message boards, yes, I've heard stuff before, but I also co-host a show called Card Menches. Menches is a Yiddish word. I am putting out there more or less to the public that I'm Jewish. So I I have to, to a certain extent, understand that I'm making myself vulnerable to the people out there who are not going to like me uh, if if that information matters to them. Uh, But that's on them. You know, that's their loss. I'm a really, really funny guy. Um, I put on a really good show. If you don't want to listen or watch, you know, because we disagree on something that's irrelevant to the topic, you know, that, that really is your loss. Um, I, you know, and for everybody else, uh, you know, keep listening, keep watching and uh, you'll get all the good stuff. Um, that's, that's a great point. If it's, if it just comes down to about the cards, you can yeah. forget it. Like just, it's about the cards. Like, you know, the fact that he jumps on there and it felt like, what did he get out of that? You know, just that's just silly. Like, dude, like, just keep it moving, man. Like, you know what it is? It's lazy. Like, yeah. It's lazy. It's jealous and it's lazy. Yeah, um, I was gonna say jealousy plays a big factor in that. I think and, it's a different dynamic. And, and, and for real quick, jealous of what? If anybody were to look <laughs> around my my dining room and what's not on camera right now, okay, they, whatever trope they think that that is true or they want to put in the comments, yeah, uh, yeah no, 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 we we can bust that myth right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, stereotypes, man. But yeah, but um, so Danny, so, but man, let me ask you guys. Let me ask you yeah. guys real quick. Have, what kind of experiences have you had in the hobby, I, or all like just normal? in the hobby? In the hobby. In the hobby. I mean, not, bro. I'm be honest. Like, I always tell Tony. You know, we we we've been asked the question of how it is to be in this, but we been welcomed with open arms um now i know others that have heard you know heard some things and we've seen some things um you know 
that we're like, Oof, it hasn't happened to us, you know, uh, but it, it, it does exist. But as far as, you know, the experience with Tony and I, we, we feel like, you know, like I said, we've been welcomed with, with open arms and I, I, I've, I have nothing bad to say about anybody in the hobby. I, I don't know, Tony, have you experienced anything? No, that's, dude, I, I'm here because of like escaping all the craziness that goes on in the real world. I like it here. It's fun. Yeah. You know, we meet people like you and, and others, you know, so now yeah, other, you know, like there's people that say we're full of shit. Now that's different from saying, fine. Hey, these right. guys, you know but what I'd I mean? Be, I'd be a full of shit no matter what religion or race I was. Yeah. 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 That's Yeah. But other than <laughs> yeah. that, you know, what now, if there's, they're not saying it to us, if they're saying it behind closed doors, you know, so be it. That's, yeah. that's, that's life. That's going to happen. Um, but yeah, for us, um, yeah, All right. I'm fine with what the yeah. hobbies provided. Now I want to clear the air on something. Mm-hmm. How often are you guys grouped together as a pair and thought of as a pair in the hobby and the content creation world? Um, okay. Not actually, you know what? We get split up more often than not. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Purposely. Really I, no, because it's like, I think I, maybe that is why. But yeah, no, like, I mean, when we do, obviously, and, and when we do Hobby Hotline, it, we, we get, and it's fine because we, if if we were together all the time, it's it essentially be the same show. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love being on the air with him because like we, I mean, I've known him all my life. So it's, it's this, what we do on the air is not much different than what we do off the air. It's just maybe when I might talk about cars, there might be a few more choice words that are thrown in there, <laughs> but it's this, this is nothing different. Like the, you know, the busting of the, like all that stuff. It's just that that's regular. So yeah. I, I mean, I, again, it, I have a blast and, it's just, it's again, a thousand. Like, we've had a great time. It's, it's, dude, we were at the freaking national on the stage. Who the heck are we? Like, that's, and I, you can't be more welcome. Don't know, these guys literally walked in the national and right up on the stage. I don't, I don't know if they hit a men's room, a water fountain, or what, but they, 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 well, we they got lost for 25 minutes, got, got right up on the stage and then speak from the main stage of the national. Uh, yeah. I got to tell you, the greatest entrance to the, to the national I've ever seen. <laughs> well, thanks this, to this, and John and, and this was, this Danny. was like Lady Gaga with the egg. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but listen, you can't, yeah, like you can't be more welcome than that. Like, you know, John didn't know us from a can of paint. We don't know John, but he's like, Hey, okay, let's do it. And you know, it, we had a great time and we've formed a great relationship with you guys. And, you know, it's tr- like, yeah, that, uh, that's does one it happen? thing we'll never sure, forget, but, man. Like, yeah, never. And and that's put us on a trajectory where it's like, okay, how can we top that? You know, what can we do? We, we literally, like you said, we walked in and bang, we're on the national stage at the hobby. So it's like, man, what, what can we do that's better than that? And, and, you know, we're in the works of trying to do something at the next national in Chicago that we can top that performance. So it's like, that was pretty cool. And I, I thank you. And I thank cousin John. And like, I always say like Danny, man, like he has this, uh, it's a beautiful mind. You know, this dude, he, his mind is full with like all kinds of stats and no matter what. And there's times we're on hobby hotline and somebody will call off and Danny's like done 16 shows in a row. He'll hop on there and he'll run it and, you know, do everything he needs to do. So Danny's the man. Danny is the man. Yeah. Sure. Well, I I, I, I I sent the checks in the mail, so uh, you get that very soon. <laughs> That's um, great. We covered everything other than how we want to get out of here tonight, guys. Uh, anything we didn't cover that? Uh, no, nah, we'll, leave, we'll leave some. Uh, we'll leave some for next time. Yeah, yeah. That, I was going to talk about reason. my ghost podcast, but we'll leave that for next time. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about our our, our alternative outside of the <laughs> hobby. What else we listen to? But we'll we'll leave that for next time. But Danny, again, yeah. you know. Thank you for joining us and us joining you or whatever, how we want to finish it, man. But it, it's this been a blast. Here, here. We're, we're going to go back and forth here. There you go. We got See? the logos going. But, All uh, this proves yeah, I can use a mouse. <laughs> um, you, you Listen, you guys, from the moment we've met, I think we've enjoyed each other's company. Um, all kidding aside, this is what the hobby's about, you know, and to, to make friends and, you know, what, what people are seeing here, you know, we, we really text and chat all fair. I mean, you know, this, this, this isn't BS. I mean, this is really, you know, something we connect on. And, you know, Oz is busting my balls for not having me on. But part of that was is that I respect you guys individually. And um, so overdue, definitely having a solo Oz episode. But um, oh. part, part, of it, part of it was is, is, is really I, I was 
you know, watched a lot of interviews with you guys and you guys are just so impressive and so awesome to listen to. But I realized, you know what, I want to get to know you more individually. And, yeah. you know, with your national appearance, I mean, you guys were, were, you know, were in and out so fast. I wish we, you know, got more time to hang out genuinely. Yeah, that was a so, quick one. Yeah. It was so quick uh, and long at the same time. It was one of those things where it's like it took forever, but it went quick. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So for me, you know, it, I, I'm just thrilled to make new friends in the hobby. You know, you never get too old for that. Um, and, I, and I've enjoyed this uh, tremendously. So thank you for being a part of it and letting me be a part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, on, on that note, it just flows. You know what I mean? When, when you're on with the right people, we, we, we talked about pulling teeth. That, that didn't happen tonight. This was just a very good podcast. Just three guys kicking it. Um, my oh, condolences. Should, should, should we hear record? Should we start? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the warm up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you for your condolences. Um, <laughs> yeah, bro. I was hoping yeah. for a Baltimore, you know, Eagles Super Bowl, but I was hoping to have a much different conversation on that. Last game. question, Lamar <laughs> yeah. Jackson. What's the deal? Wow, you are kicking me left and right tonight. <laughs> uh, he's gone, man. He. They got to franchise him to continue to keep his rights, but then he's going to get traded. The Ravens will pick up a veteran player, a couple first round picks. That's so. That's it. It's a wrap for for Lamar in Baltimore. The, the salary cap numbers just don't work with the deal. Uh, you know, the the the, the uh, franchise tag puts forty some million on the books. You can't put a team around it. Um, you know, if if they would have agreed to the deal that was on the table before Deshaun Watson. You know, this this would all be done by now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's been proven, you know, on the Deshaun Watson deal and the Russell Wilson deal and the Kyler Murray deal, um, even an Aaron Rodgers, where are the Packers? You know, it, it, you got to be careful what percentage of your cap goes to your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that's true on any team, you know, if you don't sign them early. So that's why uh, that's why uh, if you don't for there's probably been an exceptions. But if you don't win in your first five years or so, the quarterback. You're cooked because by the time that dude gets good, he's going to get paid and your team's going to crap. So Jalen Hurts, listen up, get it done, get paid. Oh, that, that that's happening, yeah. bro. Yeah. That's and happening. Last question: <laughs> Was Lamar too hurt to play, or did he not play because of the whole contract situation? I truly believe he would have played if he could have. I think the Super Bowl means that much to him. Um, so I'm going to be an optimist. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not anti-Lamar. I'm anti the Deshaun Watson contract that ruined it for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So how's that? To, how's that? To go out? Well, I guess the three of us will meet in the green room in about 30 seconds. I don't do outros. I don't believe in them because nobody well, watches. I'm going to do one for you. Okay, go for it. Like this. And we're going to end this like we always do. And that's keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Tone. Bring the beat back. That was wonderful. <laughs> Guys, thank you. Uh, and uh, I think we're releasing this all at the same time. So uh, whatever Sorry. whatever platform you're listening on, uh, if you don't know uh, each other, please check each other out. And, uh, you know, all, all good content. Guys, have a good one. Good night. Adios. See you. Go birds. All of them. <laughs>